What is up and welcome back to my podcast. Uh, today's episode will be about blizzards and photography, which if you want to check my photography photography page out, you can go to Instagram and type in jbteod underscore photography. I'll be talking with my friend Jacob. He's going to kind of talk through his format of photography. I'm going to talk about my format of photography and then we're going to talk about the blizzard as well. So historic moment captured on camera. Stay tuned, and thank you for listening. We survived a blizzard of 2022. The great blizzard of 2022. So what would you say the highlight of this trip has been? Definitely this blizzard. The blizzard. Mm. The blizzard. Yeah, so I don't know what else to say besides, like, I feel like we need to talk about the visibility because that was wild. You know, all the news shows keep saying the same things about why it was historic. It's not because of heavy rain, heavy rain, heavy snow. It was because of the wind. The wind. The wind, the wind. As somebody who's from the south, deep down dirty south, and who doesn't see snow much, I could say, you know, it gets cold down there, but it's not as windy as it can be up here. And with the wind and the snow and how fast it's coming, what was like 50 miles an hour at one point? Some, yeah, 50 and higher. 50 and higher. It was deadly. Yeah. Deadly, deadly. It's... Rememberable in a traumatic sense, almost. Yeah, my stomach's been churning since it started. Like, when we first got to Charlevoix, and we got to the little small town, and we were outside, I didn't have my gloves on. I didn't know what was going to happen from that point. I literally, I was rethinking life. I was like, man, am I really going to be able to handle this? But once we got back in the cold, and it wasn't windy, I was like, oh, this this isn't bad. Like, if you're bundled up, then you're good. Yeah, and that, that was pre-blizzard. Yeah, pre. <laughs> so that was fine. Everything was like, we could see the sun every once in a while. Yeah. We were driving. It was fine. The roads looked mostly good. Yeah. Like There was only a couple icy patches. But. Yeah, and then and it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. The, the, the Great Lakes, all three, I think it was three, right, we saw? Yeah. All three that we saw were beautiful. They looked super calm. Yeah. The Upper Peninsula of Michigan is barren and has no people. <laughs> None. <laughs> Shout out to my gr- our girl Molly though. Where, where what town were we in for that? Was that Char- Charlevoix? Uh, the Bridge Room Tap Room. Bridge Room Tap Room. Yeah. Cool lady. Yeah. Doubt she'll ever hear this, but if she does, heck yeah, mother of two. Mother of t- <laughs> currently, very what was recently mother of two, yeah. and are already back to work. Heck yeah. So She's she was awesome. Did a great job. She was very helpful, like helping us cool, check out cool places on the way back. Heck yeah. But on the way to those cool places, everything was fine and dandy. And then... Until, until Grand Rapids. Yeah. And that's when it got bad. Got a little scary. And then we're thinking, oh, we'll be fine. Things are fine. And then <laughs> it quickly got to things are not fine. 
Yeah, there were extreme, like I keep hearing this term from the Michiganders. They keep calling it whiteouts, like when you can't see anything but white. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, I don't know how to explain this to people that's listening. You just have to see it, not, not being able to see while you're driving. Yeah. I've been in hurricane weather. I've been in hail storms. I've never been in anything like this. Like there was that moment whenever we, we I was only driving like 25 to 30 miles per hour and that freight truck like came out of nowhere mm -hmm. in front of us and we slid around it and then we got back in the lane luckily mm -hmm. we didn't slide off into the ditch um but yeah this has been an experience we've been stuck in the same town for tomorrow will be our third day yeah but we're we're hoping to be out tomorrow from every, what all the michiganders say it sounds like we can leave and a lot of people are going to be on the road it sounds like but other than that i think we got cool shots in some of these city type areas Heck yeah. I'm just not, like the, the blizzard part has sucked a little bit. Like, how many feet of snow? We probably got close to three feet of snow. Yeah. I think is what they said. Yeah. We got over 10 inches just Just today. Yeah. yeah. And today was three. So, yeah, I think what he said on the news today was about almost three feet of snow. So. Man. And that zaps you when I was running through it to get some <laughs> shots. Like, I was exhausted. And I didn't even go that far. It's definitely an experience, though. Like, although it has been, like, painfully cold, if you've never been to a snowy town around Christmas, it seems like it's just like the movies. Just like it did. It was beautiful until yeah. the blizzard. Like, it was easy to drive. It was pretty. Everything had snow. On the way up here, it was funny because I kept, I kept thinking I was going to be disappointed that there was, like, no snow. Yeah. And then I got way more than I asked for. Oh, yeah. Way way more than what we were asking for and then it came a little bit early like we learned about lake effect we had yeah had I didn't no know idea about lake effect. so if anybody ever travels uh to the great lakes around the winter time please google lake effect it will save you later yeah and then make sure there's not a blizzard anywhere near when you're traveling <laughs> so Seriously. apparently people knew like i, I didn't when, when i checked the weather it said Tuesday and Thursday were the only days it was going to snow. And then that changed as we were leaving on Thursday. Mm -hmm. It was like blizzard. But then other people knew that it looked like it might get bad. And I was like, I missed this somehow. Yeah. I didn't even know, really, until we were on our way out. It was start, supposed to get really bad. Well, what was your favorite shot from this trip? You know, that you can Ooh. describe it without, that way people have something to look forward to when it's finally released. My favorite shot, definitely, mm. We I, like just for I don't know how many Jacob took, but I took over, I think close to fifteen hundred photos on this trip, which only probably half of those I'm actually going to use because it was some of them were multiple shots, mm -hmm. the same thing to get a good clear shot, yeah. and different lighting and stuff. But I say I, I probably took a thousand, so I probably or a little over a thousand, so I'm probably only going to use about probably only a quarter of them if we're honest. You know, I'll keep some just for I haven't really figured out what my favorite is yet though. Yeah. So have you looked at any that you were just like, that's I, the one I'm saving? Yeah, I would say the same, but some of the shots on the bridge in Chattanooga were really cool. I think as of right now, um, the first thing that comes to mind is the shot on the bridge with the family playing on the field. Of mm. Me, like, on the bridge looking down. But it's, you know, the frame, you have the... I don't even know what to call that. The rail? Yeah, the, the railing yeah, and the, the way railing. it was. Yeah, the design yeah. and the railing. So it's just like it's looking through the railing and you see this family 
out there having fun. I thought that was a really cool shot. Um, I'm very excited to see my Blizzard uh, basketball goal shot because I think I may have like one or two that are pretty solid. If not that, then my third pick, which would be a new picture, is the photo of the door where the light is like super, 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 super yellow. And I'm from the outside looking in. You can see all the white snow around it, but smack dab in the middle is uh, this golden hour door. I thought it was really, really, really cool. I like the colors on it, the white, the gold, hint of green. Yeah. So I think you need to tell people what you're using for your photography too. And let's go ahead, and we're going to do it now. Go ahead and drop your photography stuff, and then we'll talk about it again right at the end, but we'll go ahead and throw it in since we're talking about this. Okay, sweet. So if you do want to see some of these photos, um, all of them will be uploaded to my Instagram page, Bowie, B-O-U-I-E dot 35mm. Um, that Instagram page is dedicated to all of my photography-related stuff, and I have my personal one which is called Chief Bowie. There's going to be some stuff on there, but not everything that's dedicated to this trip is going to be on there. Um, but the camera that I have been shooting with this road trip um, has been the Fuji X100V. Um, if you're listening to this and if you like photography um, and if you're into film at all, you've probably heard people talk about the Fuji X100V. It's a camera that it's super hard to get your hands on, but it is absolutely amazing. And the reason I say it's absolutely amazing is because um, I think we see that um, film photography is making a very strong comeback currently. And if you know anything about film, you know, the cameras that are film cameras are obviously made you know, in the dinosaur ages, almost. I shouldn't even call them dinosaur ages, but you have... The yeah, there was our parents' ages yeah, and you know, maybe grandparents. Yeah, or grandparents parents, and parents. Yeah, grandparents. <laughs> but, like, they're mainly from, like, 60s, 70s, 80s um, film cameras. So you get this old camera. You got to buy the film for it. Um, the film has to be developed. You pay to get that developed if you don't do it yourself. And then more than likely, you're going to want to have a digital copy of that. And so some people even charge you for that. So... As um, somebody who's a little on a budget, it got a little pricey just to keep, you know, running back and doing that over and over again. And so I came across the Fuji X100V um, on YouTube with this guy that I keep up with named Valandis. He is very, very awesome. I love Valandis. And uh, he basically showed how the camera had film simulations. So inside the camera... Um, there is a list of different film stocks, um, replicas you can use like a, um, I don't know, like a, a Astrio film roll, um, will be in there. I, ho I really hope I said that right. I think Astria, Astria, I think it's like a black and white, um, film simulation that's inside the camera. But basically you have all these different types of simulations you can use and you can tweak your settings um, and once you tweak your settings, they obviously change, like, the intensity, the color, the, you know, 
um, so much inside the camera that can make it look remotely close to a actual film photo without actually having to buy all these extra things and go through uh, an extra process. Now, I don't knock the film uh, community. It's just a bit easier for me by chance. Um, I still love film. The reason I got back into photography was because of film, and I love the process of even having to wait, but it's just right now with the prices. Uh, but it's still awesome. I recommend everybody to do it. What kind of lenses and go ahead and tell them lenses and filters you've been using for these shots. Ooh, um, so I'm using the standard lens that comes with the Fuji camera. Uh, they're not uh, interchangeable at all for Fuji. Uh, well, at least with this line of camera, not all the not not all of their X series cameras um, are exactly like mine I'm, i think there's a couple that have um some lenses that you can change on them but mine is set in stone it's not interchangeable but the filter that i have been using um has been a cinebloom 20 percent um diffuser um and i know that probably sounds like french to somebody who doesn't know what any of that means but basically a diffusion filter just helps light look super glowy super dreamy um and it gives it more of a i don't know dreamy like aesthetic look to it um the lights are more i don't know it's like when you look at it if you have astigmatism <laughs> yeah he was exactly. telling me about this on the way here <laughs> if you have astigmatism you know exactly what it will probably look like um and that's just that's just how it is and that's just the type of style of stuff that I like, which is street style, um, just I wouldn't really say random things in, in the in the environment, but if there are moments that really capture my eye, um, that involve light or have light in it, the diffusion filter really helps me uh, kind of get creative, even more creative of what. I'm looking at, and the pictures turn out pretty cool, too, so. Yeah, I really loved it. I, I have one, too, but it's not nearly as strong as yours, so it does not make them as dreamy. Like, I get, like, a, you ever seen, like, a look at a light, and you see, like, a blue ring around it? Yeah. That's as close as I can get. Like, it'll be right there on the edge of that. It's not, mm -hmm. I wish I had got one as, stronger, as strong as yours. But, yeah, my, my favorite shots so far have probably been the water. I really loved the water out of Lake, I'm going to butcher it, Huron. 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 Yeah. I really liked that that uh, shot out of there. And I've been doing a lot more portraits of Jacob. So he's got random stuff, but I've been getting a lot of shots of him in the snow taking photos. So it's him taking photos. Those have been a lot of fun photos. He's got a beautiful skin tone, and it just looks so good on photos. I don't use anything. I don't use the Fujifilm. I use a Canon R6, and I have two different lenses. I have a 50-millimeter um, lens, and has an f-stop of 1.8. And the other one I have, uh, I think the f-stop's at 4, and it can go up to 22, and it goes 24 meter, millimeters to 105 millimeters. And uh, anyway, I've been using the, the longer lens for crisper photos to get that foreground and that um, background kind of blended together. But with the, with the 50 millimeter, millimeter, I've been using that a lot to blur out the background. And I've really liked the way those photos come out when I take pictures of Jacob. 
So you can see Jacob in action on my regular Instagram page more so than my um, photography page. So one of the things I thought was really cool and I was thinking about while you were talking was that I know whenever people look at photos, it's like they, they see it and they're like, man, that place looks amazing. And then they get there and it's not quite as amazing looking as what the photo yeah. showed. But what I was thinking was that our photos, because we are amateur photographers learning to be professionals, mm -hmm. our photos are a little closer to what they actually look like. Yeah. Like there's not, it's very light editing. Some of our stuff we haven't edited really like, the only thing that Jacob's really used or you've used for this photo is just to like tweak your recipes to get mm -hmm. that film look, but you're not losing a lot of the other aspects of the, 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 the photo. Yeah. You know, like, like there's one of Jacob that I didn't tweak at all. There are actually two. There's two I didn't tweak at all just because the, the colors and the tones just like balanced out so naturally. Like the one, there's one I put on my page of Jacob on this, on this uh, I guess, outdoor staircase. And it's coming, it's looking down at the bottom of Chattanooga from the top. And uh, the colors are just balanced perfectly. Like there's the blues, they have greens, and then Jacob's wearing, was that green that day? Yeah. I can't remember, is it that? Okay. Yeah. He's wearing this green jacket anyway, so it's like really well balanced. So the, like I said, the cool thing about our photos is it's not so much, it's not so heavily edited that it makes, over glamorizes some of the situations we've been in on this trip. Mm. So, and we have a ton of blizzard photos. So if you want to see some, the, this apparently, what, what did they say? This is uh, similar to the the great blizzard of what? What year was that you said? I don't know, 78, I think, 77. I don't know. Yeah, we, we lived, we literally lived through a blizzard we were not prepared for yeah. as a Texan or kind of Texan and a Mississippian. <laughs> so seriously. So I have a question, um, since we're still talking about photos. Um, I think we both can agree. We know <clears throat> what it's like to take photos. Um, and like our regular, you know, normal conditions. Um, and, what what was going through your head like I guess out when we were in a lot colder like these newer conditions? Did you think of anything like differently as what you wanted, or did you feel differently, or you try were you more in a rush? Like I was definitely way more in a rush. Yeah, especially when I was telling I was telling uh, well I was telling you mm -hmm. I'm saying it like I'm talking to them, but um, <laughs> like when I was walking around the building, so we're in a hotel right now, and I was trying to get a shot of. Um, I really like things looking like they're alone, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like seeing that, especially in the snow, it makes everything look super focused on that one thing. Yeah. So I don't take as many like, like Jacob has a really cool shot. I just can't wait till he releases. I won't talk about it too much, but it's got lights. It's got some green stuff and it's really focused on that light mm -hmm. and it looks awesome. And that's going to look so good when he gets done um, setting that up in his, uh, in his little light edits. Um, but yeah, like the definitely for me, especially Jacob had gloves on. I could not find my gloves, so my hand, by the time I ran around the building getting shots, and I my hand felt like it was burning by the time I got inside because it was so cold, and I had only been out there maybe 10 minutes, yeah. and, and it was what, just freezing. Like 17 degree weather tonight? Uh, yeah, 17, and it feels like zero. Yeah. So, yes, well, when I took some photos yesterday, it said it felt like 15, and it was six degree weather. <laughs> so me and Jacob have been taking photos in... <laughs> in almost below, it feels like below zero temperatures, but it hasn't been quite that cold, but it's been close, um, the six degree weather, which again, like when me and Jacob were out in weather that was like that in the upper peninsula in Michigan, 
It did not feel like this, no. but there was like no wind chill. No. So we were in six degree weather in the barren upper peninsula and we had, and it was fine because there was no wind. Yeah. So six degrees was no, like we're not even prepared probably like everybody else is. We're not wearing, we're, we're literally wearing like sweatshirts and a, a jacket you'd probably see somebody wearing in Mississippi. And then we may have some thermals under that and some good, good wool socks and that's about it. But I think, I think our photos would be worth it for everybody to look at, just mm -hmm. because I think they're they're a unique perspective from some. Like if somebody was a professional and they lived here, they would have a way of different way. Their the outlook on these photos would look way different versus amateurs that are, are not even from the area. So we're yeah. we're really just kind of like pulling from knowledge we have in a completely different setting. Yeah, like what you were asking about with the the photos was like something I noticed about. For my camera, at least, I saw that you used the flash and it pulled all the snow, like you could see it clearly. Mm -hmm. I had to kind of overexpose my photo, my photography to get the uh, snow to show up better. Yeah. And then I kind of just like light, uh, toned it down a little bit in the light editing in the Lightroom, in Lightroom, just so you could see how heavy the snow was. Because like one of the photos I took completely covered, the entire photo was just snow mm. after I overexposed. But you couldn't see that when I was lower on the lower end of my exposure. And really, I only messed with. I didn't. I tried my best not to mess with um, the aperture too much. Mm -hmm. I tried to mess with the uh, well, depending on like if I wanted the foreground and background shown more. But and I tried to keep my ISO super low because I didn't want really noisy photos. Which Jacob, I want him to kind of talk about what, what he does with noise um, for his photography and how it's so different from mine. But like I said, I use a mirrorless camera, so I want my photos to be like, super crisp mm -hmm. and uh, kind of reflect the photography cameras that I'm using. So I usually try to go really low on the ISO so I can keep it less noisy, and then I try to mess with the uh, shutter speed, which can cause cause some motion blur. But I thought that kind of like worked for the snow to kind of see the movement in the snow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what what was your experience with like what what was difficult, I guess, and what was cool about the photography in this colder climate? Um. So, with. And I, I just want to talk about film just for a second because mm -hmm. it, it ties into this. So if you know um, anything about digital cameras, you can take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. Like it's just, it's nonstop. You know, mm -hmm. you, you said you got like like a thousand photos yeah. um, on this trip, you know. On film, you're very Choice, limited. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to have to think four or five times like okay do I really want this shot because you're only set to have 32 in, mm -hmm. in a film roll um, and I love that I kind of started off with that because it would make me stare at things and be like do I really think that's worth you know the picture like it'll make me slow down and think um, as to what I really wanted to capture and I love that and so with that type of foundation and then coming into a climate like this on a digital camera, my brain was kind of like, I want to say almost in overload for a second, but it was like a good overload because I was, I was super excited. Um, since I am coming from a place to where I, I kind of look at things a little bit differently than what I normally would have, I feel like if I would have started on digital, um, I guess I'm a, a bit more appreciative because I can capture that moment, you know, multiple times. Um, so that's one really thing I thought was fun and cool um, about this trip. It's just a type of foundation I had coming into it. 
and then not knowing anything about Michigan at all, like um, nothing about architecture, nothing about, you know, how the street conditions are and stuff here, how what their art looks like, you know, how big are these Great Lakes. It was a lot of cool things that um, I had on my mind and I just, I, I would look at and think about, you know, four or five times in a span of like 15 seconds, um, which I thought was really, really fun. Um, shooting with this camera is a lot of fun. But in terms of like noise, um, if you don't know what noise is, if you ever zoom in on a photo and it seems really like... Um, like static almost? Static, yeah. And I don't want people to confuse like the staticness for grain because um, they kind of look similar if you don't know um, what either one is. But for me, I like to tone the noise uh, not down, not too high, but I'll probably say closer to down more than it being just neutral. Um, and that is just my personal preference because of the style of photos um, that I like to make. Um, with that being said, using the film simulations on the X100V, um, it already has, you know, weak or strong grain simulations already built in. So when it's uploaded to a laptop um, or like, you know, any other type of device, it will look like it would seem it would be pretty high in noise, but um, it's really so much of the grain. Mm -hmm. Now, whenever, you know, I take these photos and they may be like, you know, super high in grain or super high in noise, you know, I go into Lightroom and I'm able to, you know, tweak things to as as much as I can, you know, mess with my sharpness, mess with my texture, look at my background. If it's a lot of noise in my background, I know I could, you know, click on that and I could drop down a few settings to where the noise is not as noticeable. It's more so of my main subject now. So it's a lot of things I, I would pay it. It would honestly come down to what my subject is um, rather than messing with my noise. But it's, if it's just like a plain like a landscape photo of like the bridge that we saw um, in Grand Rapids? No. Charlevoix? No. Are you talking about which bridge? The bridge we got out at. In Before we crossed it? Yeah. Oh, that was... Um, Lake Huron? Yeah, that was Lake Huron. We yeah. were next to... I can't remember what that town was called. He started with M, right? Something like that. I don't remember. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, that was a cool shot. I yeah. love the shot I got off that too. Yeah. So it's very blue, that whole... Mm -hmm. And then I brightened up, you know, I brightened up the bridge a, a tad. But uh, yeah, I loved that, sh that 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 little area we we're at. So we found this little area that Jacob kept saying, "I think this is private property," but we did it anyway. And I think <laughs> we got some cool shots. Yeah. Um, you know, I got I got a couple things I think were unique. Uh, that's actually where I got that water shot. And I just anyway, I thought it was really cool, and the the colors came out. I didn't edit these photos a whole lot just because the colors balanced out so well, or some of them I didn't edit at all just because the colors ended up balancing out so well. Like Jacob, his skin tones, they came out perfect with almost everything. So I really didn't have to tweak much of anything with him. Or, or most of the time I didn't. And I was just like, that's good. I'm leaving it the way it is. So I'm excited about those kind of shots. Um, but yeah, something I thought was interesting. We, like, so me and you, like, I felt like we shared a lot of, like I learned some things with or with Lightroom, with cameras, anything that we kept sharing things back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like I saw your, um, gosh, it, so his camera, I haven't figured out this part on my camera, but his camera had or Jacob, I don't know how to say this when I'm talking about you. <laughs> you, your camera, 
you had the settings where you could see the different color tones. Yeah. And I saw on yours that you had, when I was telling you about the clippings, like if you go too far over to the left, you're clipping out and you're getting too many blacks in your photo. Mm -hmm. And if you go too far to the right, you're getting too much white and how that clips out a lot of your, uh, your colors if you do that too much. Um, and then you kind of just talking to me through like your different steps of how you take photography and how you think about it. I feel like that was a lot of, that was a lot, that was one of the favorite parts of the trip. So this, so anybody that doesn't know, the reason we took this trip at all was because we wanted to take photos. This was a photography road trip. Yeah. So we started in Mississippi. We went to, um, gosh, I can't remember. we went to uh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. That was our first stop. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Indiana. Mm, no, Louisville. Louisville, that's right. We stopped in Louisville, stopped in, Louisville. in Kentucky, got some yeah. shots there. Checked out some thrift stores. We bought a little bit of stuff from there. Oh, heck yeah. Those thrift stores were amazing. Yeah. I butchered the names. The Pink Rabbit. Or the was your least favorite. And then... Uh, <laughs> oh, that was in Louisville. That was your first one. What was, what was the place? I think all that was in Louisville, wasn't it? I think we... we like, the end of those last two or three thrift shops we went to were all in, like, the same spot. Uh, Nif the Nifty Thrifty. Nifty Thrifty. And then the last one. Nifty Thrifty was, like, the old stuff you could rent, too. And they oh, had the yeah. they had the, all the film cameras. Yeah, that place was... The cool. second... The last one was the Rabbit Place and a Hoppin' Rabbit or something. It's yeah. all in Louisville, Kentucky. So look up uh, Nifty Thrifty, and then it's right next to that, if yeah. you ever want to check those out. Coolest places... Coolest thrift shops. Like, had dope clothes... And uh, I think, I can't remember, I ended up getting a sweater, which I don't even know what the sweater is now, think about it. But I ended up getting a sweater from there, and Jacob got some t-shirts. So, a cool shot, I got some cool shots in one of the thrift stores. I'll share those, share those later. But, cool area to just take photos of. Jacob got this dope photo, it's black and white, right? Of the sign? Yeah, I'll let you talk about yeah. that. So. Um, so, right outside the, and this was during the daytime, and so you know how... I mentioned earlier I was a fan of uh, how lights hit different objects or just lighting on the diffusion filter so it looks more dreamy. Well, we stepped outside and uh, the sun was up and I noticed how one of the thrift stores was, their, their sign It was like very retro mm -hmm. and it stuck, like it came out the top of their building. But when we walked out the store that um, is right next to it, so we walked in front of it, basically, um, the street light was there. And it had uh, the street sign of, like, East Kentucky and uh, the one-way, like, button sign, like a crosswalk sign. And, I, you know, I just sat there looking at it for a second. I was like, oh, that's, that's, this is pretty cool right here. And so... Um, I took it and I didn't really like it in the film simulation that I had going on, which was in color. And so I switched it to being um, more so of just a black and white photo. But I tried to center everything to where, well, not center everything, but mainly center the second thrift shop sign uh, around what was in front of it. Basically, mm -hmm. um, and I thought I don't know. I just I thought that little moment was super cool. I was like, ah, my on a day to day, I know my brain wouldn't catch what I caught in that moment. It was very easy to just like if you're not paying attention at that. I guess exact stepping on that crosswalk, you wouldn't really see all three of those 
things at the same time. So I thought that shot was cool. I think you can tell when I take some photos, there's a lot of things that <laughs> run through my head. Now that I talk about it out loud. So, um, yeah, I would definitely want to go back to Louisville. Louisville had some very, um, it's a very colorful city and I guess some spots. I in like an old way though. Yeah, in an old <laughs> like way. Like all, it's very vintage yeah. feeling yes. where we were at. Yeah, like the colors weren't so like, this is blue, this is green, this is purple, this is brick. It's like everything had character mm -hmm. to it there. It wasn't, it didn't really look, I could copy this and paste it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So, Louisville was cool. So after Louisville, we went to Carmel, Indiana. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we I'm sorry, there. Indianians, whatever y'all call yourselves. We didn't like Indiana as much. <laughs> the food was kind of okay. Yeah, the food wasn't bad. Which I always heard. So we actually, when we stopped, the, the first place, was was that um, tap room the first place we actually ate at in Michigan? No. What do we eat? The, um, like the hole in the wall place the next day. We went, we tried to go to that place. Uh, you talking about the Upper Peninsula? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that food wasn't bad either. Yeah. She, that was Okay, it was like the wasteland with no people, and we found like three <laughs> people in the whole area. Yeah. Um, super nice lady. I wish I remembered her name. Sorry. Uh, but she was real nice, and the food was pretty okay. But then we went to the tap room, and the food was awesome. And so I got, a, I got a burger, but they didn't have any burger buns, and they put it on this toast, and it was the best burger I think I've ever eaten in my life. And... Another thing which Jacob experienced, and I tried some of it too, was the the great. Can we talk about that? Is that fine? I can edit this out. No drinking. Yeah, okay. Easy. Okay, we won't talk about that. Anyway, um, yeah, but we, we talked about the tap room. It's okay. Okay. All right, I can still edit that out then. <laughs> but yeah, we met a woman named Molly. That's where we met her. We took some uh, photos of that little town. I cannot remember what it's called. I can't remember if that was part of Shab. How do you say that? You say it. Charlevoix. That place. I don't yeah. know if that was part of it, but we got some pretty cool uh, shots. Jacob got some um, night before Christmas shots that he posted today. They are gorgeous. Uh, he got a tree, um, a dreamy street light photo, and something else. What was the other one? Um, oh, the Christmas tree in that like apartment complex, it looks like. Oh, yeah. That one is in Chattanooga. Yeah. So he's got two from the Charlevoix, how do you say it? Charlevoix. Charlevoix yeah. place and Chattanooga. And the Chattanooga one's really, it's very warm and inviting. So yeah. definitely check that one out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other things you want to ask me? or? Um, let me think. It was definitely interesting just to see like, one, the different takes on how we wanted to take photos. And then the second thing was, they're completely different types of cameras, so they give a completely different type of effect. For like, it, it, there were some times that me and Jacob were like, we both thought about some of the same angles. We both thought about, we might have looked at the same subject, maybe a little different, but then you're impacted by the way I look at things, the way Jacob looks, like Jacob looks at things, and you're also impacted by the types of cameras that are being used on those situations. So I thought that was super interesting. So you definitely need to check our both of our pages out. Uh, mine I haven't completely cleared up yet, but mine's J B T O D um, underscore photography. And then his again is Bowie.35mm. So definitely check our pages out if you're a fan of photography. Um, I think we're both 
at the point where we're fine with getting advice from people because we're always looking at other photographer stuff. So we'll take that too. Um, but if you're not a photographer and you just want to check it out, again, we use light editing for one. So you're not going to get all the glamorized photos. You're going to get more realistic photos of what this place is actually, place is actually looked like. Um, but I think the photos themselves are just worth it just because the unique angles or the unique styles that we both have because we are learning yeah currently that's that's one of my favorite like honestly one of my favorite things about this trip is how me and you were exactly like in the same place just about everywhere this trip you know there's wasn't a time that like you know we weren't by each other Mm -hmm. when we were shooting photos but just our different products is so like i wouldn't say it's like left and right field but it's so it's so different so different and i think that's super super cool it only makes me think about okay what if we had somebody else here with like i don't know like a sony a7 mm-hmm. you know or some type of like point and shoot like you know this was a lot of fun i uh I've, one i've never been on a road trip i've never used my camera um as much as i have this road trip um and i'm so excited because i'm very Mm, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm very, I don't know. I'm very thankful this happened, no doubt. But, like, I feel way more exposed to what I could be doing. Yeah, different elements, um, all that. Like, you know, with my camera. I never in a million years would have thought I probably would have been taking photos in snow anytime soon just because of, you know, my day-to-day environment and... I don't know, man. I've learned so much about, like, the lakes, the food, the people here, how they like to say milk. Oh, yeah, milk. <laughs> Instead of milk. Um, and even coming from the, what was it called? I, we were calling it Traverse City. No, yeah, Traverse. Traverse, we Traverse and they were saying. City, Traverse City, because we're from the south. But it's Traverse City to them. So... There's a lot of um, a lot of new experiences for me here. Got to see. I've never been to Kentucky, never been to Indiana, never been to Michigan, um, and never been in a blizzard. So, man, Merry Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's been a time, and the people here are super super nice. Yeah, even in this situation, like we, me and Jacob, like we said, we were in a whiteout, so we had to find somewhere to stay, and then we we stayed here. Is this our second night? Yeah. We're staying here two nights, which we had stayed in Grand Rapids first. And we tried to drive for a little while. We only made it. We only we did not go that far. We went from Grand Rapids to Holland, which is not that far away from each other. Yeah. And it took us an hour to do it. But then me and him were like, okay, we got to find something to do. So we pulled into a gas station, barely could see anything around us in the, at the gas station. Like, I've never been in a blizzard, but the ones in the movies that portray blizzards, pretty close. <laughs> Very like, close. We could not see. When we were at the gas pump, it was blowing so hard I could barely see the street that we just got off of to get to the pump and then we had to drive a mile just about a mile to get to the hotel we were at and it was just like inching by and by and you could feel the ice slipping under the tires so it was just a very different experience for both of us (laughs) so we came here for a mission to take really cool photos we got the ones we were we were happy with them and then we got into a blizzard we're like okay we gotta try to we we, the first day I think we kind of like 
sat around, but then we were like, okay, let's do something because yeah. we're stuck here anyway. And we got some pretty cool shots of things like, I don't know. Another thing about cool about another thing that is cool about photography is that there's a lot of people that never get to experience this stuff, and the closest thing they may ever get to experience it when they see it is through people's photography. Yeah. So I'm really excited about sharing some of this stuff with people and be like, blizzards aren't fun. Yeah. <laughs> so check blizzard photos out. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've really enjoyed this road trip, especially with my fr my best friend Jacob. I love yes. Jacob. I love. Again, y'all have to check his photography out. He's amazing. So he's a very, we're both, he's definitely a very good amateur Amateur, just because of the way he processes and thinks about angles and all these things and how they come together. So just knowing that I think is really important. And uh, again, yeah, we're just amateurs working towards becoming professionals one day. And um, yeah, I hope you check our content out. Uh, I don't know. I would love to do another episode with you at some point where we just nerd out on everything we've learned about cameras. Lightroom, cameras. We kind of mixed it in with the Blizzard stuff, yeah. talked about the trip. But I would love to just have a episode where we just nerd out on what we've learned about cameras. And I feel like in another couple months, we'll probably have a lot more knowledge than we even yeah. have now. Because <laughs> I've learned like I've learned so much about aperture and, and shutter speed and, and ISOs and how it affects your photo photos. And then yeah. after that, I learned about clipping and how black and whites, you know, like if you don't have that balanced out, you'll lose a lot of that color. Um, or or detail, and then I also learned about um, like I don't use I don't use preset settings on white balance. I go straight to Kelvin's, and I adjust at the Kelvin's level instead of picking a uh, a preset white balance setting. Mm -hmm. Have you uh, did you ever look in yours? And did you find yours had Kelvin's in the white balance setting, or do you just have to use the presets? Uh, I did not look in yours. I should look in yours. Okay, I was gonna say because I have a. A friend, she's got an older camera. Hers doesn't have it. She only has presets for her white balance. Okay. So I don't know if all cameras have it. I I think, I think, it does that. But I'm not. There's just 100%. if you don't know anything about cameras, there's and you want to get into it. Um, there's so much to learn to get a good photo. Yes. And I want to piggyback off of that, um, especially if you're an amateur. Uh, I know we live in like. A world to where we consume a lot of stuff on a daily basis especially through social media and photography is something that's like super com I guess competitive right mm. now or like the hot thing right now but if you're somebody and you're interested in just like making this a hobby do it yeah I say do it it's it's so much fun um, you literally just get to capture moments that you see that you probably will never see again. And like JB said earlier, like that, that could be the closest thing that someone could experience like ever in their life through your photography. So, um, and I know like we're talking about settings and like uh, all these other like probably terms that sound like French to some people, but the best way to just get out here and uh, learn and do these things is to literally just do it. I know with me, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and, you know, they definitely do help. YouTube does help <laughs> and uh, friends also help. But if you're never really taking the action to do these things, especially a little bit more consistent, um, it probably won't go too far. And I have definitely experienced that myself and just being out here and being able to just like shoot almost every day for like a week now, um, just day after day after day. And that, you know, that same case does not have to be you as a listener. But I mean, if you can just take 
30 minutes of your time today, like, you know what, let me just go out in the backyard and find something dumb to mess around with. You know, if you keep doing that for 30 days and, oh, well, you know, I'm at my friend's place. Let me try to get this. It'll slowly build. It'll slowly get better. And you'll so slowly understand things um, better for you. Um, everybody, the way they learn with photography is very different. I haven't had anybody like, I guess, hands on to show me how to do anything. You know, mm. the difference between all these buttons, the ISO, the shutter speed, like nobody has ever really shown me that besides, you know, people on YouTube. But once you get out here and you get your hands nice and cold, <laughs> per se, it'll definitely get better. Um, you'll get used to it and things will start making sense to you. It's just all um, literally a process, literally a process, but it is a lot of fun, especially when you're doing it with your pal so do it to it babe. I think it's a good way to close it so I think uh, we should plug our photography pages and we'll be done there heck yeah so um, you can find me at the at symbol and it's going to be b-o-u-i-e dot 35mm on Instagram on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram yeah, and then you can find my page, which I'm still tweaking and working out, and Jacob's taught me some other things about um, that aspect of it. But mine's uh, J-B-T-E-O-D uh, underscore photography, um, and that's on Instagram, Instagram as well. So, again, I use a um, Canon R6, and he uses a Fuji X100V. And it looks dope. So if you like that kind of stuff, check our pages out. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and I hope you enjoyed the little extra information about photography on top of us living through this historic blizzard, apparently, <laughs> that, which blew our minds. Yeah, and it, this podcast does not do it justice as to the damage that it has done to us. And our souls. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Peace. Okay, that's it. Cool, that was fun. Heck yeah, it was. I like photography stuff so much. Oh, do yeah. I do anything with this, or...? You say it to me. I just got to turn them off. Yeah, they're good. So. We went for almost an hour. Really? Yeah, it was 46 minutes. End of discussion.